Welcome to From the Back Tees, a podcast where we tee it up from the back every week. Welcome to the From the Back Tees podcast. Today is Wednesday, March 10th. We had to delay one day to record, but we'll get it out tonight. You guys will see it before the players starts. But let's begin with last week. What happened, boys? The Arnold Palmer, my guy. I've been touting him for months and months. Bryson DeChambeau. Just changing the game. People were pissed at me on Twitter, by the way, when I tweeted out that he's changed the game because they're like, fuck no, he hasn't changed the game, but he has. Hey, if, if someone taking it on a line over upon a par five that no one's even thought of before, a, a, a normal tour player, you know, obviously some long drive guy or whatever, and actually having success doing it, that, that's changing the game. Man. I, don't, I don't care what way you look at it. People are now going to try to figure out how they can have a one-up on the field, whether it's strength, whether it's whatever it may be. Like, I mean, no one ever thought of doing that before DeChambeau, but he's, he's been successful. I mean, the guy's won Bay Hill, and he's won a U.S. Open in the last eight months. So, I mean, I don't know how you hate him. I mean, you can hate on the guy for his personality, what he's done, the cameraman, all that kind of stuff, but fuck, man, it's impressive. Yeah, and you could see, like, I don't think anyone cares more than Bryson about, like, proving that he's right. Because you could even see, like, how emotional he was after. Partly because I think he had to connect with Arnold Palmer. But partly, I think it's just, like, proving to everyone that what he's, all these antics that he's doing, all this crazy stuff of spraying water on a ball, like, it's actually working. Do you guys remember where it all started? The first thing DeChambeau ever did? Was it the compass? It was the protractor. Okay, yeah, the pro track. That's what I meant. The pro I track that from geometry class. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, there is a there is a compass in the geometry class too. Yeah, yeah that's what I meant. A, I meant. The you can get a two and you can get a two and one compass protractor. <laughs> uh, maybe hey, that's what I was thinking. If anyone listening has an idea to create that for Deschambeau, uh, I mean, I wouldn't uh, I wouldn't put it past you to send it to him. He might that's love it. Funny. Yeah, as long as it reads the greens by itself, too. That'll be nice. <laughs> but I want to know your guys' thoughts on that. So on that 16th, that was the story of the week. First of all, as much as I love Bryson, he did not drive the green. Like, that whole celebration, I don't get it. Still- I tweeted out something like, what the heck's the big deal? He Okay, yes, he took a great line and um, made the second shot into – yeah, into six, very minimal. But the whole point was to drive the dang green and then yeah, do it. Hit the green side <laughs> bunker, I'm in too. <laughs> yeah. Hey, let me let me explain my methodology on it. If he can get it in play up there, I, I don't know how he's going to be success in the coming years with different wins and shit. But let me let me lay it out this way. If I told you that you were going to be on a par five and have an average of, let's say, let's say 90 yards into the hole, what's your scoring average on your second shot? What's your scoring average probably going to be? I think it's, you average five under par for the week. I, I think it's going to be three point something. It has to be. Those guys are unbelievable from 90 to 100 yards. 
Yeah. yeah. So I think his thought is even getting it in the rough, getting it wherever. If you're 100 yards out from the hole, second shot on a part five, like who the fuck cares where you're at? You'll figure it out and hit it to – if you have to hit to 30 feet and just take an easy two-putt for birdie, who cares? I agree, mm-hmm. but why the celebration? He didn't succeed at driving the green. <laughs> because no one's even sniffed that line. But he, was he made close. it over – he made it over relatively close to that line each and every other day. And, yeah, he, I don't know if he just got pumped up with the crowd – or what, but he did I get a that little was part of it. But, but I mean, fuck, dude. If you, I bet you, if you take maybe daily has, has gotten close, but I bet you no one, if you take, the, if let's go Bryson's status here and take the angles on that pond that they've, that they've covered with, you know, similar winds and yada, 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 it's not even fucking close. Yeah. I mean, who, day one, didn't, who was it? Was it um, – gosh, someone outdrove him day one, but he didn't take as aggressive as a was line. Was it Wyndham Clark? Yeah, it was, it was someone like – yeah, I think it was. Wyndham Clark. Um, I feel bad. Like, Wyndham Clark and Rory are just, like, blasting it, like, just barely behind him and no one cares. Dude, Wyndham's long, man. Real long. And then Cam yeah. Chan, too. I wish, like – I just wish Wyndham Clark came up earlier that day and just drove the green. Everyone right. Well, the most frustrating, I think the most frustrating part of the whole thing was that I think he could have driven the green. He just, let's be honest, man. Let's be honest. He didn't have the nuts to go for the green. He didn't have the nuts to go left of where he felt safe. I need to have a hot. Who who's gonna have those nuts? Even if you well, can fly it that far, like <laughs> fuck, dude. That's what's yeah. the gig though. What's what's the what's the cover from T to Green? I never even heard or saw. I didn't watch much. Cover. Three, uh, it was three fifty. I think was yeah, cover. I think right around there. That's and he hit great. one. He definitely carried one three fifty where he w- hit it three seventy and into the rough. Big Bryson guy, but Nolan's right. He didn't have the balls to do it. I would agree. Hit it higher in the air. It comes down soft. Could be a hole-in-one. <laughs> he even got the nice draw to it. Like, you know, he could land it short, short of the green and spin it a little left. And I do actually on. think – you think that if he lands it on the green, it could stay. I think the only way it could possibly stay on the green from 350 yards out is if it goes in the hole. Yeah, he – his yeah, for some I don't know. It's just maybe his his ball flight. I mean, obviously he has some of the longest carries, but it seems like you know every once in a while you'll see a guy with just so much spin on his driver where it doesn't even go anywhere when it lands. Yeah, like Rory. Just, Rory hits it like a mile. Rory does. Mile. Yeah, it seems like he ha- he's like all carry. Um, yeah. But a lot of those maybe it's just the way he has to swing when he's pumping it that far. It's not as carry as much of carry as it is, is because yeah, he had like twenty yards of rollout for sure on a lot of those. Yeah, and then another guy who uh, rejuvenated his career somewhat, Lee Westwood. Sort of wanted to see him win. That was calling for Lee, man. Humble brag. Sat right near him once. I'd be curious to see yeah. how many. I'd be I'd be curious to see. Uh, oh, fucking Zach. Sat next to him, Zach. Yeah, thank you. Finally, some acknowledgement. 
I'd be curious to see who is first, second, third, and all-time seconds. Because Lee Westwood's got to be close. I thought Lee Westwood was – I thought uh, Jack was first and Lee was second. Is that what it is? I, I for some reason, think that. I'll try to do I some would, research. I wouldn't, I, wouldn't be, I wouldn't be surprised at all. Yeah, yeah Jack, Jack has, like, the most seconds in a major, I'm pretty sure. 100%. I'm just talking all-time tournaments because oh, right. I feel like tournaments. they're over and over and over and over and over and just fuck for some reason. Yeah, oh, uh, yeah. no, I can only find majors. Can't find. But someone tweet us out at uh, who has the most seconds. Someone could figure it out. And then uh, Canadian boy, Corey Connors, another incredible finish. Worst part about it, spoiler alert, we will be having Corey Connors on the podcast soon. It just has to be when he has a week off. And we couldn't yeah. figure out a time to get him on last week. That would have been something. We would have gave him the bump to win if he, uh, if he would have signed up with us a little sooner. We'll, he probably we'll would have been able to even clear the whole lake on six if he would have done the podcast with us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah but, yeah, Corey Connors, solid player. Didn't – okay, his – his only win on tour didn't he Monday Monday qualify for or something? Yeah. 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 True. Yeah. That's so dope. <laughs> Crazy. And then uh Will Zalatoris, I mean, this guy, he seems like the real deal. I wanna ask you guys, do you think he's going to surpass the uh Morikawa Xander Hovland group and be better than those three? Uh, I don't I don't think he surpasses. I think he joins though. Yeah. Well, yeah, who do you I, think is going to be the best of those four? I don't know, man. But two years ago, we were in Savannah, Georgia. I've said this, told the story several times. And we played, the, I think it was the first two rounds of the movie. It was either the first two rounds or Saturday. But I remember playing with him. And I remember looking at Mark and saying, this guy is going to be good. And two years later, you see what he's doing. But, yeah, he's, I mean, Morikawa and Xander and all them. I mean, I, I it really, it's whoever's hot that week, and, and it's really what it comes down to. But I think he's going to join that crew for sure. Yeah. Yeah, Mark, I mean, obviously, if we're going off of results, Morikawa is pretty – I mean, he's got the major. So, he's kind of heads and shoulders above, a, above like, Wolf and Hovland probably. But And then, what, then it goes down to Hovland, who's yeah, probably got more wins. I said Xander. He's a, he's a bit earlier than those guys. <laughs> yeah. And then yeah, then we got Wolf. So Will is right on Wolfie's Wolfie's uh, tail there. I bet you Xander's all-time earnings is way more than any one of those people. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah, he's a, he's a bit Zander's older. Xander's a little older though. Yeah, exactly. But he's done it over and over for so long, and just his can't break. finally ended of top twenty-fives. I think it was like twenty straight top twenty-fives or thirty straight top twenty-fives. Seriously. Yeah, well, he'll probably crazy. win this week or something. I think so. <laughs> crazy. We're going to get to some picks, but no one uh, – so every week, to give people a little context here, we always discuss, like, what we're going to talk about on the show. And today, Nolan, he sent out <laughs> some topics. One of the ones you included was Nolan bashing on Adam Scott. All right. Yeah, yeah. Like, like you said, I just sent out a little bit of topics, and we're busy we're busy human beings right and so we try to get something down on paper of what we might stick to but who knows what we end up sticking to but yeah man i was just watching some adam scott highlights that came across my timeline and 
the dude has the best swing I've ever seen. Every time I watch it, I'm like, how has this guy not won more? I mean, he's done incredible things. He's won a major. He's won the Masters. He's won plenty of times on tour, more times than needed to have a uh, very illustrious career and life ahead of him. But my goodness, there's not one thing wrong with that golf swing. And I can't, it just shows you how much more there is to having a perfect, you know, ball striking swing. Um, but every time I look at it, I'm like, come on, Adam. There's a, if there's a week to do it, though, it's this week. I hit 12 straight cuts he has here. He's won. We'll get there. Yeah. Yeah, this this golf tournament this week is. I guess we'll get we'll get more of that later, but uh, fuck, it's a beast. Yeah, crazy. Yeah. So before we get to it, though, there was some big news in the PGA Tour. I don't know. No one was pissed. He said, "Why the fuck, Zach? Are you canceling the Canadian Open?" <laughs> well, you're the Canadian, so obviously you canceled it. Let's is- like what. Yeah. I mean, Zach, let's give a call to the government. I mean, fucking Christ, dude. Let's get it back in Canada for once. Goodness. I'm a big fan of the government. They give me a check every week for doing nothing. That's not a... <laughs> it's not getting this, bad, but... Is this part of the COVID stimulus, or is this something oh, different? no one is it ever. <laughs> no one is it ever. Oh, um, man. Well, hey, we just good figured here. out... We just figured out if you're... Under the certain threshold, you're going to get a, another $1,400 check. So, in the wait, so in the U.S., I was actually discussing complete tangent here. What was the uh, the deal with that? They gave you one right at the start, and then they haven't given any since. Yeah, I can't even remember what the first one was—1,200 or so—and then they were like, "Oh, we might do a $2,000 one later," and they end up doing like a $600 one. Do you know and... what it is in the Canada? What they've done? No, I have no idea, but it sounds like you're, like, living the dream up there. Hate given is not a joke. So, so Well, because for me, it actually has made a difference, to be fair, because, like, there's no job. Like, I can't get a job now, right? Because, like, everything's yeah. closed. So, but for, basically, even if you weren't going to get a job, you could claim this and no one will ever know. $2,000 every two weeks for the first, for the first 24 weeks of COVID. What? Then Holy when that ended, they went from 2000 to 900 See, you've collected. There are some like eighteen-year-olds who've just collected like forty grand for doing nothing. Oh, they started this back in like a year ago. Yeah, like in March last year, March. <laughs> yeah. Fuck. Soon, oh, the, soon the generation of two thousand and four will be running the country. Yeah, <laughs> they've got a lot of spending power now. Interesting, but, uh, man. Back to the Canadian Open. I am so annoyed that this is canceled because basically since we started from the back piece, we have not gotten the Canadian Open. Yes, it's been brutal. Now, will there be a women's Canadian Open? You think so? So we were talking about that before. I was We were discussing it, and I don't think so. I don't think there's any way. I think it's just you have to quarantine when you come into Canada. Right. Right, and that's probably what it is. Yeah. So. It should just push it back. When's the... When's the summer day? U.S. is coming along. We're slow and sure. Yeah, the way people don't want to quarantine. And uh, Justin Trudeau, he, he ain't changing that quarantine rule anytime soon. Uh, that's true. Uh, yeah. So we get the stimulus checks, but we also have to quarantine. <laughs> people were Just forced. 
listen to this rule. This is a dumb rule that will be unanimously agreed upon. It's not even politics here. If you come back from the States into Canada and you don't, and you, so you have to get a COVID test and they put you in a hotel of quarantine. Right. If you test positive for COVID, you have to go to the hotel for 10 days. And if you test negative, you go to the hotel for 14 days. What? That's, um, this is not a mistake. To... I am 100% certain that this is a <laughs> Trying to do the math here, but um, come again. Yeah, that, that doesn't add up. <laughs> you go to a hotel for quarantine for four more days if you test negative than positive. What I, the fuck? The, <laughs> stimulus check ain't looking so good now. I mean, good grief! Like, what are we gonna bring to? What, what's this coming to? I mean, it's crazy like, madness. You know, a million and a half people a year die of Ebola, or not Ebola, sorry, uh, tuberculosis. But, you know, we don't fucking pay attention to that. Yeah, no, you know, no one had a good tweet I saw. I think it was yesterday you tweeted out, Nolan, just being like, politics aside, can't we just be like logical about some things? Or like, yeah, just like, not all on one side or the other. I'm like, just let, like, people aren't using their brains a lot, no. you know? You know, we got this pretty cool thing up top of our head that, supposed to you know put us head and shoulders above all the other wild animals out there but we, we, that pun no and that was cool <laughs> yeah. we don't use it very often so it's too bad yeah well uh before we get into the players championship we're gonna get right there now but i just wanted to point out i've been looking at some cars you know everyone's talking about the tesla that's all i hear tesla this tesla that but you know what you'd rather have what's a that car what uh, you know? You know, it'd be cool. We could. Someone should email Chris Forma. Or sorry, Chris Relia at Forma Cars, and ask him if he could do an electric car like the Tesla cars. That'd be pretty dead badass. Put like a replica, a replica like Cobra body style, and throw in like a, a electric machine in, in it. That'd be pretty cool. I feel like Chris like Relia could do it. He he does all his stuff by like laser cut, laser technology. It's, uh, I'm sure it can be done. So if you want to check it out, go check out formalcars.com. Chris Relia and his uh, partnership out there will help you out. Yeah. And uh, so now let's get right into it. The Players' Championship. We have no one better to give us the ins and outs of someone who's been on that course. Reed? Yeah. I mean, it has a caddy. I mean, the majors are cool. And obviously the majors are awesome. But. There's not much like the Players' Championship, man. Um, I don't know how the fan base is going to be this week because of the COVID stuff. But on a typical year, the waste management's loud and it's fun. It's obnoxious. But the Players' Championship is obnoxious in another sense. It's obnoxious in the sense of so much energy going around the place. And when you, when you turn to 16T and you look at 16, 17, 18, it's a scene like, very few other golf courses in the country. And it's a course you got to drive it well. It's a course you got to miss in the right spots. It's a course you got to be able to make it what's going to be a double bogey, a bogey, and save a shot whenever you can. Um, you know, if, if it plays soft like last year when they started the tournament, you know, you, you can go low. But if it gets firm, fuck, watch out. Yeah, and what do you think? Because uh, there's been a lot of talk. Is driving distance what matters? Is it the short game? What do you think? Uh, you know, I don't think distance really matters to a point. Uh, I mean, there are some long, long holes out there, some long par threes. 
Uh, I don't think distance will matter to a point. Um, but I think getting the ball in the fairway is going to be the biggest key, whether you're hitting it 330 off the tee, whether you're hitting it 285. I think because typically I like to grow the rough out around there and getting at some of those pins with in out of that rough sometimes is just merely impossible. So basically um, Webb Simpson is winning this event is what you're saying. Oh, wow. You just uh, stole the words out of my mouth, partner. Wow. Was that the pick? That's my pick. Well, Webb if that's Simpson. your analysis, it has to be the pick. It would have been bad if that was your analysis. And you're like, Cameron Stamps about to take I have it written down right now. I'll start with my pick. Webb Simpson at 20 to 1. And a long shot, I have Lanto Griffin at 110 to 1, who grew up on that golf course. I love that pick. Thinking of taking Lanto on DraftKings, I think he's like a, a great DraftKings pick. Yeah, I probably shouldn't then, Zach. That's for real. I know. <laughs> I know. Nolan, well, what's your thoughts on this course and what's going to be most beneficial? You know what? I mean, I think about this course a lot when I think about Tiger Woods. And I don't want to get emotional, but um, I hope he's doing good. I've heard good things about him. Um, Rory said he's in good spirits. He's hoping to return home here maybe in a couple weeks, start healing back at home, but he's still, um, you know, in the hospital. But just like – I really wish Tiger Woods could be playing at the players. These, he didn't get to play last year, obviously, because of COVID. And this year, I think this course, as he's aged, has begun to suit his game so much so much more. Um, just because he's become a more controlled golfer. And obviously, he's just so good with his irons. And I think this is a ball strikers course where – you really, you really got to think about where you're hitting it and, um, you know, position yourself to attack what portion of a green um, that the, the pin's going to be on. And nobody better than that in Tiger Woods. So really bummed that he can't play this year. Um, I think, you know, I don't know if it's – he's necessarily long shot. He's like, I'm seeing like 60 to – 66 to one or so this field that's a pretty big long shot just because there's so many good players yeah and that's my guy uh neiman joaquin joaquin neiman um i saw this little stat that he's the um average the the average world ranking of the players who have won this tournament over the past like 20 years or something is where Neiman is sitting currently in the world ranking. So kind of a fun little stat there. But um, this guy's going to win again soon. I mean, he's got such a good game. And he's one of the kind of overlooked younger guys, I'd say. Um, so that's who I'm going with. I Not necessarily know if I have anyone else who I can think of, but yeah. Another DraftKings pick of mine. I am going with Neiman. Currently, I don't got – uh, Griffin in there, but if I need to go low, I will go him. My pick. Dude, no one's gonna take Lanto because he hasn't. I mean, I have all of the big been playing pain. well though too. And Lanto, Lanto works. Dude, he lives out there. He plays out there. He knows that golf course, man. Could you really take him over Willie Z though? Yes, on a golf course like this in that situation, <laughs> that he knows absolutely. Okay, fuck it. I'm gonna have to take him. Well, is that your pick? Are you taking oh. Will? <laughs> no, I, no, Will. I have Will on the DraftKings team, but my pick to win, I'm going to give two picks. I'm going to give a long shot and a favorite. 
the favorite, Terrell Hatton. Yeah, I, get I mean, he's been incredible. He played so badly in round one last week. And then I think yeah. he backed or did, uh, did he top 10 or top? Oh, no, he didn't because he, he blew up in round four. But he went yeah, seven, he didn't have a good seven. Sunday. But everyone, everyone screwed up Sunday. It was a disaster. 77, 67, 66, 77. Quite the scorecard. Yeah. He was fun. Right I was watching him on Saturday. He was, he was looking good. My long shot, which I just think is a, a crazy price on this guy. So his last four players, let me read out his last four players. 104th, 119th, 144th, and 105th. So you're like, this guy's terrible. How could he be a good pick? That's Harris English, 80 to 1. Wow. Harris English should never be 80 to 1 to win a golf tournament. Yeah, I mean, he's been playing great. He was incredible right after COVID. He ended up winning the Century Tournament champions. He really struggled the, from, uh, from the Farmers to the WGC. And then last week at the Arnold Palmer, though, 26, showed a little bit of form. I don't know if he is going to win. Maybe you sprinkle in a top five. But Harris English, I think, at 80 to 1 is pretty crazy for any event. Not bad for, a, for an 80 to 1 shot right there. There's a couple. I feel like for this event, if you're betting, you should just bet all the long shots. Like, even Justin Rose. He's been terrible, but 100 to 1 on Justin Rose. He was number one, like, 18. Lanto Griffin at 110 to 1. Yeah. I love Lanto Griffin. Lanto Griffin's a birdie maker, too. If you had to take, uh, for this week, if you had to take a U.S. or non-U.S. Ooh. player, who do you think? I mean, last U.S. Year, okay. US really, I go non-US just because last tournament there's big hoopla at the Arnold Palmer how like the past five or whatever haven't been from the US but then obviously Bryson went on to win maybe we get a flip flop here let's go so what do you guys think of, of Bryson this week I, I don't know what to think of him he's a f- oh I guess he's right behind DJ as a favorite maybe is what I'm saying no he's too uh... penalizing off the tee when he misses fairways this week man Really? I, I legitimately think so. I could I could be wrong. I mean, he fucking proven prove prove wrong at the U.S. Open. I mean, and that was pretty penalizing off the tee. So, just how many holes here though? Does he? I always like to think how many holes are there where he gets such a distinct advantage, where even if he drives it poorly, he has such a one. One well, one he's did a good one. Two, he's gonna have some mid iron in. Or you know whatever maybe a little bit maybe like five iron. Uh, I mean nine. He'll be able to get home fields two good ones. And can get is it just me? Is it just me, Reed, or is there more trouble off the tee here than there were was last week? It feels like maybe there is. But. Yeah, yeah, for sure there is. And I mean these are um, the holes I'm naming necessarily aren't like wider in those areas. I'm just saying that you would be. A, a neck above if you were able to hit pitching wedge in instead of eight iron type of thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just so, know, I just I like that's why I love a guy like Webb Simpson because I feel like this is a course where he doesn't get killed by Bryson on too many holes. Right. Like yeah. any par five, they could both get there in two. Every right. drivable par four, they could both get there. Right. Mm-hmm. That's like. That's where Bryson's a bit fucked over. But. Maybe uh, Lee Westwood comes into contention again and gets a little wow. a little payback yeah. or something. Or maybe uh, 
you know, I'm seeing a lot of people fading Rory this week, staying away from Rory. Um, do you guys see Justin Rose, like, withdrew with, like, an injury during the Arnold Palmer, too? That was weird. Yeah, that was the weirdest thing I've ever seen. Right after still making a nine. Yeah. I wonder why. <laughs> yeah, but it's like, why? If you withdraw, Reed, do you get the money for making the cut? If you've made the cut, you get last place money. So you should. If you, I guess you can't make that rule, though, because you could really get injured. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's. Yeah, but there are instances where it is true, and there are instances where I think it's cop out. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, it's it's something that I don't like to judge just just because it's so controversial. Sometimes I just don't like to stick my neck in it. Okay, but, we're gonna get a live a live DraftKings analysis here from Reed Martin. Do we go Bryson? This is a good comparison. Bryson and Sung J M, or Rory and Lanto. Oh, Bryson and Sung J M or Rory and Lanto. I know who I'd go with. Yeah, I mean, it's, you're giving me two of the top 20 players, 15 players in the world. I don't know what Sanjay is right now, but you have to go Bryson and Sanjay. Okay. Now I don't, I'll never be able to get Lanto, but I hope he wins because I always like Lanto. Yeah. yeah. What a, so, obviously, speaking of Bryson, speaking of trouble off the tee, you guys hear what they're doing to whole 18? So, this is like. I am not for this. I want to be the this first one on the, the – Bryson DeChambeau changing the game of golf. Yeah, exactly. And people are pissed. I need to start replying to people, Nolan. Just but where, I, 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 I heard it was right, but where, how far right? I haven't seen, like, a, a drawing. Where is it? Ooh, uh, Nolan, do you have Wait, a input on this? It, <laughs> I might have read something different, but I – is it right or is it? It's the ninth fairway, is it, isn't it? Fairway? Is they're calling out of bounds? Yeah. Oh, because the last year, right? Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, okay. it's somewhere between eighteen and nine fairway. It's you like, said that earlier, and I was just, I was for some reason, I immediately thought right, but I guess, I guess, yeah, that would make sense. And course, out of bounds on nine from eighteen T. That's fucking shit. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But uh, I don't know. Yeah, I'm not a fan of this. You shouldn't be allowed to just – like, they can't just change the rule, and it is just for one guy, it seems like, because this wasn't a rule last year. Yeah, well, you can change the rule. That's the thing. They can do whatever the heck they want. That's, that is a good <laughs> point. 2009 Washington High School State Championships with 72nd or the 36th hole. I guess it was a 36th hole tournament. I had a two-shot lead and took it down an opposite fairway just to get it away from everything. Dude, there's a – course in Corvallis, Oregon. It's the Oregon State home course uh, where they have a net up. The OGA? No, no, no. It's Corvallis. It's Tristan Tree. Oh, yeah. I've heard of it. Yeah, in Corvallis. Um, They have a net up on – it's one of the par fives on the back nine. Um, They have a net up left of the tee box back at the tips because Phil Nicholson, lefty, would take it up the fairway coming the other way because there's this giant tree in the middle of the fairway of the hole you're playing. So he's like, screw this. I'm just going to take it up this other fairway. And kind of, it, it's shorter to go that way to the green to get there in two. 
and they put a net up to because when Phil was playing at ASU, he would always do that. Right. <laughs> I like cool. I like when these guys. I I don't like them making this rule also because. I mean, that's Bryson's advantage. Like, he's worked at that. He, they could all try to do the same thing. It's not like he's cheating or doing anything special. He worked out in the gym, and he could hit it a whole lot farther. And if he comes up with this strategy to hit it, like, the complete opposite way, he should be able to do that. It's part of the game. Yeah. Creativity. Creativity can only be good. What's exactly. up? The creativity in this game, it can only be good. Yeah, it's definitely – I mean, you're seeing it every week in and week out now. Like, fans love seeing it. Yeah, I would agree. Zach, what about last year of the players? Remember who was leading last year? Yeah, my guy. Your, your guy. And I'm not playing him because I am a sucker. Because the stats have been saying that Hideki – he hasn't been – his iron games – like, Hideki's known for having a terrible putter and having the best approach game on tour, one of the best approach games. Isn't his – isn't Sorry? his career – isn't his career at the Players, like, really good? Yeah, but his approach game for the last six months has been pretty awful. Like, not elite at all. So I know I'm a sucker. I'm not going to play him. And I know Hideki's going to win for the first time in, like, three years. My guy. We have an Instagram <laughs> together. Is it a yeah. lot? Yes. Am I happy about the Instagram? Yes. Will I ever delete that Instagram? No. But <laughs> Hey, Zach. This is just an offer for next year's Players Championship. If you, if, if fans are allowed back, which I'm sure they will be by next year, and you go, you need to learn the Japanese national anthem and just sing it when he walks to the first <laughs> tee. I agree. We'll all do it. Me, you, and Nolan will all meet up there and sing the Absolutely. anthem. Absolutely. Perfect. Yeah, he shot an opening nine under, which – is that tie the course record? Yeah, I think Fleet yeah, will get it. Crazy. Um, another – a couple observations if we're talking about last year. Firstly, this tournament should have been resumed where it was last year. Anyone who disagrees with that, you are the worst. We I totally – <laughs> I don't I know about that. takeaway is nine under. <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, okay. fuck. Another <laughs> observation. I think it was C.T. Penn who withdrew right before for his – because he was worried about his family's health. Was that him? It, it 100% was, and then he went and bought an RV to travel in this whole year. C.T. Pan. I mean, I don't want to make fun of the guy, but what a terrible decision. Like, <laughs> he could have played one round of golf, and it was like $60,000. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. Yeah. Bad decision, bad business move. <laughs> Very bad business advice, C.T. Pan. That's an all-time bad business move. Yeah, I, I was I was shaking my head. And I, in fact, I knew the guy, the guy that uh, was supposed to work for him was pretty. He actually he's at work, still working for him, but that was supposed to be his first week with him, and then he withdrew. Really, Jesus, yeah. CT, man, you're killing us. Yeah, he probably doesn't listen to the podcast, so that's all right. But uh, all right, well, as we've been doing each of the last couple of weeks, we we've, we've gotten a lot of great feedback from this. We're drafting different topics for everyone new here. We've drafted from the hardest golf hole. And this week, we're going to be drafting the most unique golfer of all time. And basically, mm-hmm. there's no criteria. So it's whatever you could imagine. Are we picking two, Zach? We're picking two. Reed, I'm pretty sure you went first last week. So we're going to go with Nolan this week because we were, we were back at the sure. top of the order. Goes all right. You, Reed. Love it. 
Well, okay. I'm not going to pick him, but Tiger Woods is the most unique golfer of all time. Let's just be real. He's the most everything golfer of all time. Slate him in anything that's greatness. But I'm not going to pick him because I'm going to go in a different direction. And because we left this so wide open, I, I love it. I can go wherever I want with it. And the one that sticks out the most to me would be Mr. Happy Gilmore as the most <laughs> unique golfer uh, of all time. I um, like it. Now we're getting yeah. unique, fellas. Now we're getting wow, unique. Wow, I, I, didn't, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, there you go, Reed. See, I just opened, like, a whole other world up for you. <laughs> now we're going uh, – my pick, the, the OG from the back, these fans will know this because back when we sold merch, and it'll be back up soon. We will get the merch going probably post-COVID, you know things start opening, people actually will have money, then the merch will be back. It is Mo Norman. Also the Mo Nose shirt. Great shirt. Also I mean, Canadian. And he's Canadian. It's like the perfect <laughs> storm. I mean, this guy, you talk about Adam Scott having a perfect swing. Mo Norman. Mo Norman. <laughs> perfect swing. Some yeah. would say. Just fairways and greens. Fairways and greens. Straight lines. Straight lines. It's as simple as that. Yeah. All right, um, this guy uh, that I'm going to pick, it's kind of an inside joke. My dad used to always call him Beehive Boy because of his uh, ponytail he used to wear. It looked like a big beehive. And then he became known as Mechanic, and then he started doing dances on the tee boxes and on the greens, and that is Miguel Angel Jimenez. Love it. I, I, I mean, the, the guy is a legend. I don't care what angle you look at it. He's just a 100% complete boss. Just a legend. That is the best way to describe him. He is. Legend. is a legend. I wish I could have seen him in person. He still plays on the senior tour. I'm pretty yeah, sure. Let's, let's, are they coming we need to start Canada? doing some – can we bet on the senior tour? <laughs> Nolan, when there's a sport, you could bet on that. I learned about that pre-quarantine. South Co- or Korean baseball, not a problem. We've got – We've got, obviously, from the Backtease podcast, we've got a LPGA podcast. Now we need a senior tour. <laughs> we do need a senior tour podcast. We need, we need a senior writer for that. Yes, sir. I'll hit up my dad. <laughs> <laughs> he would, uh, oh, gosh, that would be a, let's not get into that anyway. <laughs> I think we should entertain that idea. All three of our, our fathers. Great opposed. My dad would just be like, we'll pick the guy with the bucket hat. <laughs> There's nobody Gary likes more more than Joel Damon. Joel Damon, really? That's funny or no. He, he loves the bucket hats. Loves the bucket hat. It's all about sun safety nowadays. Yeah, no kidding. Nolan, who's your second, uh, second unique player? Second pick? Dude, are we going to go to honorable mentions too? Because I got so many that oh, yeah. I can't. Yeah, I've got 10 listed here. so And they're probably all different than mine too. There's so many unique golfers out there. And I feel like you can justify any of them as being like one of the most unique. Yeah. Um, Whatever way you want to do it. We'll, we'll do honorable mentions and we'll give out some of uh, the best answers on Twitter. There we go. So – um, for my number two pick, I'm going to go to a guy who does play professional golf. Maybe not at the peak highest level, but 
This dude is a sensation all around the world. He's Mr. Worldwide. Hung So Choi, the dude who <laughs> spins like a top whenever he swings. I forgot about oh, that guy. Shit. Hung So Choi, dude, he's got – he uses every every ounce of his body to get You've that ball. You've won the draft, Nolan. You've won the draft. I've, I've completely forgot about him. That is a fucking legendary pick. Yeah, yes. yeah, you won the draft. There's nothing we could do. <laughs> I'll, I'll do my best here, though. Ow, ow. You guys thought, just because we were picking unique players, that I was not going to pick Bryson. That was the wildest <laughs> move. Bryson is, of course, the most unique player. The man mm. makes Instagram hype videos for his workouts of him, like, eating bacon and, like, coming out of the shower and, like, walking his dog. And then he just goes, he decides his new strategy is just going to be to hit it as far as he could. Like, I don't know what gave Bryson the idea in the first place. Do you ever think about that when he first got into it? Like, why did he think about gaining, like, 50 pounds of muscle? Yeah, I, I wonder where he got it from. I know he, he studied some of the long drive competition guys to figure out how they hit it so far. But the dudes, he's a mad scientist. Was Bryson like a in like? Did he take like sciences in university or was he? He like, was a, a physics, physics major. Yeah. Okay, he was because I was gonna be like, "There's no way this guy was a communications major." <laughs> right. Yeah. Or a uh, sports uh, exercise science major like uh, like your man over here. Sports <laughs> exercise science. That's a good one. That sounds exciting. Well, I would I would say it was not very tough at UCF, especially being an athlete. <laughs> Whatever, you and Blake Bortles are just bonding. <laughs> you and Latavius Murray. You got to get Latavius Murray on the podcast. I don't know. In fact, in your room with him? Next door. I was at the next door dorm to him. Him and Blake Bortles were rooming together. Uh, All mates. The more yeah. you know. So, uh, Zach, you took DeChambeau, huh? Just with plain old plain Jane. Have to yeah. do it. Well, I mean, there's only one, one. It was between him and Hideki, if we're being honest. I mean, then there's only one choice left, and that's John Bailey. I mean, fuck, it explains itself. Yeah. The guy, the guy well, I don't even remember what tournament it was, but I've heard stories where uh, it might have been the Phoenix Open that he won. He went to – this is back like in the 90s. They went straight to Vegas and blew it all. Um, <laughs> I, I'm sure there's articles on it, but it's, it's – a. Kind of an old time story, but anyway, that guy went to the went to the strip club. Hey, do you take a really big check? <laughs> <laughs> right, huge check. Uh, but I mean, the guy is a chain smoker. He's a whatever. But he puts on a show. He's a legend. Very unique. John Daly's my pick. Excellent Love pick. It. See no problem with it. Why don't you uh, read off some of those? Hey, let me rattle let me rattle some off here for you guys. Uh, so some of the best answers we got. We got a lot of Mo Norman. We got a lot of uh, well, we got a lot of John Daly. We even got some Dustin Johnson, but some interesting one. Keith Griffin. He said Calvin Pete. That's that's a good, a good one. one. Yeah, a lot of Jim Furyk. I had that. But, I had it written down. I don't know how yeah. unique Jim Furyk is. Everyone talks about it's that swing. Very unique. I guess that, oh. that loop. Speaking of Matt Wolf, like no one Matt talks Wolf, about Matt, yeah. Matt Wolf. Um, uh, you know who I had on my list? Mac O'Grady's. Yep, Mac O'Grady. Mac O'Grady. What about uh, 
What about uh, and this goes nothing for his golf game, just his attire. What about Jesper Parnovic when he wears? So he used to Mike wear Oakley, that. I was just going to say a big fan of the podcast, Mike Oakley. He said Jesper Parnovic. Yeah, nice. And uh, a couple of Chi-Chi's. Yeah, Chi-Chi yeah. Rodriguez. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah. What about what about Craig Stadler, the Walrus? Yes. No, Craig Stadler. If you're nicknamed the Walrus, you're a legend. <laughs> yeah. Agree, one hundred percent. I mean, or if you literally... use a pink driver, if you use a pink driver and you're left-handed, Bubba Watson. No, oh, well, the... unique. Come on, man. That's Kevin unique. Kisner, also unique. What's very... what is what is unique about Kevin Kisner? Uh, the fact that he goes in press conferences and he's like, "I ain't winning this tournament, but I'll just take the couple hundred thousand. I like that. All right, yeah, he he is his own. To play on your side, Nolan, Kevin Kisner might also be the least unique golfer of all time. <laughs> I know, right? He's very one, average. I've got one more that maybe you guys have never heard of him, but there's not many golfers that that wear uh, that have ponytails. Uh, that's Marcel Seam. Does anyone know the German Marcel Seam? No, not ringing my bell. Yeah, he he was really good for a long time. I think still plays a little bit, but he was played in a lot of the a lot of the majors and was really good on the European tour for a long time, but. Yeah, he literally wears like a wrapped up ponytail every time he plays. I was I trying like to think well. of some some of the ladies on tour, and Nancy Lopez came up. Yeah. She had a crazy. She had this weird little hitch to start her swing, and an early wrist set. But I mean, all that matters is you know that impact position, which she had great. And then Michelle Wee with her tabletop putting style was very yeah. odd for sure. But um, you know. Can't not mention Sir Charles Barkley. We all know <laughs> Charles Barkley's swing. So that's iconic. Yeah. Well, if we forgot anything, you guys tweeted us with any uh, names we might have left out, and we'll try to bring it up next episode if any really stick out. But to close things off, Reed, I, I have faith in you. You got some trivia? Yeah, I went to Jacksonville. I went to Jacksonville Greater Area since actually I'm part of Vidra. But uh, you guys are going to love this one because it's fucking – it's from, like, Antarctica, left field. Like, hasn't – you would have never thought of this. But the Jacksonville trivia – Jacksonville, Florida trivia of the week. Jacksonville has not always been called Jacksonville. What? When, when, it, was, when it was a settlement in, a, in the early 18th century, it was known as what? A, Cal Ford. B, rusted Chevy. C, chicken car, or D, metallic blue? Oh, my God. Come Are you on, kidding me right now? Metallic blue. Sorry, what, what year did it change to Jacksonville, or what did you say? When it was a settlement in the uh, early 18th century, it was known as what? Okay. Cal Ford, rusted Chevy, chicken car, or metallic blue? Yeah. I'm going chicken car. Chicken car? The actual first name of the settlement was Cow Ford. Dang it. (laughs) And that is because... That is because... because Mustang. It was because of all the herding that was going on on the the, uh, St. John's River. Wow. That's that's crazy. That's quality content, Reed. That's hey, Jacksonville. <laughs> just as random as a fucking can get, but I mean, at least you're probably not expecting it, you know? 
Exactly. No one, uh, we head to the Tiger stat of the week. Unfortunately, no Tiger this week. Unfortunately, no. Um, quick and quick and easy little stat here for you. Um, I couldn't find uh, Tiger's what, what I guess spurred this thought for me, but Tiger Woods, um, if you remember his first U.S. amateur, I believe it was his first one, um, victory, TPC, Sawgrass, 1994. Um, awesome, awesome attire. If you ever want to look at the four, the four different outfits he put on during those matches, man, they need to start throwing back to some of that. But anyway, Tiger Woods um, as a – let's see, that was – was that 26 years ago? Tiger would have been 19. As a 19-year-old in his first match at TPC Sawgrass, he he beat up on some guy. Uh, would have been five and four, I think. No, no six, six and five. I think it was, yeah, because he played 13 holes. Does that make sense? Anyway, he shot. Uh, five under through 13 holes as a 19-year-old. Crazy. I mean, at, at, at TPC? Yeah. That's pretty crazy. Too easy, too easy. Pretty crazy. Yeah. Well, I, I saw basically all, all his scorecards from that. I saw it got posted or something, and I was like, man, that's sticking out to me for sure. That's crazy, yeah. It's hard to do with that golf course, man, especially because you can – Make some birdies late in the round if you get a good wedge on the 17, the par 5, 16. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it was like a short par 4 early in the back 9, too. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's crazy. Yeah. Hey, no. to finish it off, I have a second part of the trivia I totally forgot to say. What's Jack, what's, who's Jacksonville named after? Does anyone know? Uh, is it one of the presidents? Daniel <laughs> yeah. Jackson. Andrew Jackson. Andrew Jackson. Nice. Man, wasn't, I was guessing Samuel L., the more famous of the Jackson. <laughs> yeah, no shit. Yeah, I'd respect, I'd respect them a lot more if it was. Yeah. <laughs> what if they just didn't change the name of Jackson? They just changed who it was named after. Why couldn't they just keep it Cal Ford? Or that. That's a good name. I mean, it's fucking, at least it's original. Metallic Blue. Would have liked that one more. <laughs> well... On behalf of all of us, we thank you guys for listening to the From the Back Tees podcast, and we'll see you guys next week. Thank you for listening to From the Back Tees. We hope you enjoyed today's show. For more information and updates, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at From the Back Tees. I'm going to enjoy it for the rest of my life. See you next week. Be the ball, man.